Everybody Suffers, so how can I pray for you? Welcome to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that, so that either you can experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. This, this podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the Rwandan genocide of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary. And when she gave this warning, it was more than 10 years before the genocide, she confirmed her prediction by also predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said it was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? So today is Thanksgiving Day. So happy Thanksgiving. And I want to share with you an opportunity to reflect on Thanksgiving, not on the day of having turkey and not on the day that the pilgrims and the Indians got together, but the act of Thanksgiving, the process of, th- of giving thanks. And not just Thanksgiving as in the Eucharist, which is the Greek word for Thanksgiving, but just the importance of gratitude and really just a couple thoughts on, on that. I begin each podcast episode by saying that this podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. And the reason I do that is because, number one, virtually no one else in the world is sharing that message. So we have to tell people. But also because repetition is the heart of instruction. And since repetition is the heart of instruction... And because it's so important to begin with gratitude, one thing that I've done in my career or in my personal life is almost like part of, it's almost part of my prayer life, is I have a, a series of, of thoughts that I keep written in, and, I, and I remind myself of very often. And there have been times when I've needed to remind myself of it every day. And, and I, this little list of things that I do, I, I call this dominion because, you know, God put us here to have dominion over the birds of the air and the fishes of the sea. And, but especially to have dominion over our mind, to have dominion over our thoughts for us to be in control of our thoughts. You know, Jesus told St. Faustina, you will not always be able to control your feelings. And then he goes on to share with Faustina how to forgive. But think about that. Jesus told St. Faustina, you will not always be able to control your feelings. This is a remarkable thought. And it can be kind of a terrifying thought. But it, it, it's not an excuse, but it's, it's an important mile marker. It's an important warning sign. It's a good reminder. But if we can't control our feelings, 
then we ought to at least be able to control our thoughts. So, okay, rather than going on explaining how important this is, I want to, let's just, let's, let me just tell you, I have a little booklet that I wrote and I published uh, a few number, of, of a few quantity and number of, of these little booklets, especially to share with my kids. And I've shared it with, you know, a work team that I was managing um, and, um, and just a couple other people who I know are going through a hard time. And the, the idea is this little booklet, it's like 46 pages, and, and I have different sections in the book where I write down in order to remember different things, gratitude, uh, dreams that I have, lessons I've learned, tracking past successes, uh, let's see, compliments I've received, great quotes, and and. The reason I do this is because this booklet, once I've written in it, becomes for me an undeniable source of of revitalization to renew my thoughts. And the first page is, I wrote at the top, here are some things I'm grateful for. And then I have a bunch of lines where I can just write down things I'm grateful for. And then... The whole, the whole idea behind this book is that I write down the things I'm grateful for. I write down my dreams, lessons I've learned, successes I've had, compliments I've received, reasons not to quit, so on and so forth. And then I can record those thoughts in different categories. And then I can come back to this periodically as a source of inspiration, uh, as just to counteract negative messages that we get in our life. Now, okay. I've been talking for six minutes, and I haven't gotten to gratitude, which is Thanksgiving, which is the reason for this episode. So why am I talking about gratitude if I'm, if I'm not talking about this little booklet? Because I want to help you to make up a list of things that you're grateful for. And, you know, I, I journal. I write down my meditations and I have a journal for that. And what I experienced was I've gone through journal after journal after journal. And and those thoughts then are there for me to review just a few months in retrospect. But I don't go back to the journals I've written back in the, like 2012. So where do I keep thoughts that ought to be closer to the top of my mind. And, and this is where I keep them. So I can go back to and read, what am I grateful for? What are, what are some lessons I've learned in life? And I really, really strongly recommend that you do this. Because if you don't write it down, it's almost like it's not even real. If you don't write it down, you might forget. If you don't write it down, your thoughts will be crowded out by so many other thoughts. I'm not even going to make up a number of how many messages our minds are, are invaded by every day. You know what it is. You know what, you have a ballpark of that number. It's a lot. Drive down the road, there's billboards. 
check your email. My gosh, how many email messages can, messages can you get? I get more software updates on my phone every day than I used to get emails every day, by the beginning of email, right? And every time there's a software update, it comes with a message. There are so many messages all over the place. And, and there's not just verbal messages. You know, our coworkers, our family, our friends, they can be giving nonverbal messages too. <clears throat> so if you don't have dominion over your thoughts, then whoever has more opportunity to put messages in front of you is the person who controls your thinking. So you should make a list of things you're grateful for. At the very least, I recommend also writing down your dreams, lessons you've learned, successes you've had. If you write a journal, or if you write a diary, and someone finds your diary, I mean, what are they going to find? That, well, it was 41 degrees today, and it's slightly overcast. <laughs> but if they find a, a little book like this, a, a book of these lists, you know, your, your grandchildren, it may, it may serve them really well. So you write down, what are you grateful for? And what I recommend that people do with this little booklet is they, they write down what they're grateful for, and then they prioritize it so that they keep the things that they're really, really grateful for up at the front, because you can get to the point where you're grateful for 47 things, and the 47th thing might not be as, as powerful a memory for gratitude as the first. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a list of ideas of things that you should write down that you are grateful for. And if any grammar, you know, police are listening, I'm going to give you a list of thoughts that you can write down for things of which you are grateful. <laughs> okay. You should write, here, I shouldn't say should, but here are things, here are categories of things that you can write down that you're grateful for. Uh, the best people in your life. My list is, my list is number one, I'm thankful that I was raised Catholic. That is the number one, that is the number one thing I'm grateful for in my life. And that came through my mom. So the second thing I'm grateful for is that Julie Brown is my mom. The th and then, then, then from there, uh, you know, obviously, for me, the next thing is that Amy Brown is my wife. So you can prioritize your list of, of gratitude. But here are some other questions to answer as you think about things for which you're grateful. The best thing about living in the country that you live in. People that you met through school. School is a, a, an important time of formation and people are deliberately there to impact your life, who impacted you? Both teachers and fellow students. Third, friends. What friends in your life have you had for which you are grateful? People who have inspired you. Competitors who made you better. It's a life-changing thought to realize that your competitors make you better. Therefore, you should thank God for them. Other categories of things for which you could be grateful. 
great artwork. <laughs> artwork can can be, and be deeply impacting in your life. What art are you grateful for? Music. Music can, can be even more powerful because it's art that you can carry with you. So what, what music, what, and it's got to be great music. You know, I can think of an album that I listened to a lot in college every Friday night and Saturday night. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Mozart. I'm talking about, you know, Bohemian, not, not Bohemian Rhapsody, but Rhapsody in D minor, right? Not Bohemian Rhapsody, because that's a song about suicide. What's great music that you like? For which you're grateful. What beauty have you experienced in nature? And really that leads to like, what trips or vacations have you been able to take? And when you make this list, remember that it is through the grace of God that all of this has happened. Beginning with gratitude is so important. Several years ago, someone wrote a book about highly uh, uh, effective people and the habits that they have. And the first habit was begin with gratitude. And also there's um, a famous author who talks about two paralyzing moods or two paralyzing emotions. One is fear and the other is unforgiveness. And the person who shared this, by the way, was not Christian, not coming at this from a Christian perspective. But he said the antidote to fear and, and unforgiveness is gratitude. You can't hold the thought of gratitude in your mind while at the same time holding fear or unforgiveness in your, in your head. So gratitude is so important. If the Eucharist is the, is the source and summit of the Christian life, then we ought to ponder the thought that the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. That means that, that giving thanks ought to be the source of your everyday emotions. What are you grateful for? What are the things for which you are grateful? And... Let me just run through this list again in case you haven't already written these down. First, it's the state of, of your life. And I said I'm the number one thing I'm thankful for is that I was raised Catholic. And then number two is the people who, who contributed to point number one. Then the best thing about living where you live, whether it's your city or your state or your country, then it's people that you met in school. Then it's friends and people who inspired you, competitors who made you better, great artwork, great music, beauty in nature, trips or vacations you've taken. <clears throat> this is just a list of prompts. This list is not important. What's important is your gratitude. So you may have another set of prompts, but... Whatever it is, I encourage you to write it down. A very trite and kind of superficial thought is, imagine if you only woke up with the things that you 
thanked God for the day before, which is crazy because then you would wake up without oxygen, you know. We, there's so many things for which we should be grateful that we're literally dependent upon for our life. But it's a lot easier, and frankly, it's more life-giving to keep in mind the people, the events, the experiences, the the environment for which we're grateful. And and there's more this this prompt this list of prompts with you know great artwork and great music that they also these prompts remind us of the importance of adversity. So this podcast is everyone everybodysuffers.com and one of the central messages of the podcast or the book something you can count on or the conferences the everybody suffers conferences is that adversity serves us adversity helps us to grow and for that reason i just want to share with you a couple of other prompts because this can help you identify experiences that you've had that for which you should be grateful adversity builds confidence Adversity teaches us gratitude. Adversity helps us realize hidden potential. Adversity drives us to make a change. Adversity reveals true friends. That's such an important reality right there. Adversity uncovers new opportunities. And ultimately, overcoming adversity is what we will be known for. That's the only thing that, that will last beyond our life is which adversities we overcame and the greater the adversity the greater the memory the greater the impact so how do you want to be known so if you've had to overcome adversity you should thank god for that and we shouldn't shy away from facing adversity because it helps us to grow I hope this has been a helpful reflection for you. This is a little different than the other episodes that I've done on this podcast. I want I want the podcast to be focused on the seven sorrows of Mary. But since today is Thanksgiving, I really want to focus on Thanksgiving. So my hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others because everybody suffers. And so I ask, how can I pray for you? Email me your prayer requests, carl at everybodysuffers.com. Also, podcast statistics are hard to come by, so if this episode was helpful, please let me know. That is all for today. I look forward to sharing more with you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great day.